<laughs> you okay? <laughs> Take I'm your fist. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get used to it. <laughs> um, so, hello and welcome to Best Fools Podcast, where we talk about the true crime and spooky topics like murders and paranormal encounters. I'm Miranda, and this is my co-host, Ethan. Um, before we get started, we will be talking about Slenderman, and you want to introduce your, your topic? I'm going to talk about the Wednesday murders. Okay. Have you I don't heard think, about that? No, I don't think I have. I actually haven't either. So when I like saw it, I was super excited. So I was like, oh, okay, it's a new, a new one that I haven't. Okay, true, authentic research. Mm-hmm. Mine's a little different. It was something that kind of got me into like the, the like spooky shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but how how was your how was your weekend because it's been a couple of days since we've seen each other did you guys go do anything did you go hang out or anything brain power activate literally i have no idea we didn't do anything we just stayed home and like enjoyed i mean you posted a cute little outfit what did i do that day i don't know you just posted you were wearing like a green skirt and stuff like that i didn't ask you what you were doing because i wanted to like ask you now Uh uh-huh you're ridiculous. Gotta save the banter for later. Hey, uh, you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do for the content. You <laughs> honestly though, at work the entire time I wanted to tell you about this story or just like about other stories that I want to talk about in the future as well. But I was like, save it for the pod, save it for the pod, save it for the pod. But we went um on that day. We actually went to get Alex's haircut because she needed a haircut. It was done. Oh man, I haven't seen him since he got his haircut. Yeah. I want to see his haircut now. <laughs> it's a cute little haircut. But um, we did that, and we just oh, we went to um get some lunch at some Mexican food. Mm. What'd you get? I got just quesadilla and some rice and beans. Okay. You know? Okay. What'd he Simple. get? A garbage burrito. A garbage burrito? What the fuck is a garbage burrito? It like has um, I guess it just has like. I don't know, everything in it, and it's just, like, okay. filled to the, it's like, it was a fat burrito, like, he was, like, slurping it, because it was, <laughs> the best burritos are the slurpy ones, <laughs> he was devouring it, and I said, hell yeah, baby, I'll leave my little quesadilla, it was pretty good, and then we had horchata, they have some really good horchata, um, at the place we went to, okay, I've never had it, I don't know why, but, like, isn't, it, it's, it's rice, milk isn't it yeah i don't know i like cinnamon i think i feel like i i'm i wouldn't like it because i don't like almond milk or like anything like that and i feel like that's kind of the same Mm -hmm. like taste so i don't think i'd I'd like it i'm i don't like almond milk either but i don't know it's it's like like sweeter you know what i mean it's like okay it's really good i like it's called jamaica i think (gasps) i I think it's hibiscus or something like that But that's really good. I don't know why. I just like bitter stuff. I'm just, I mean, I'm I don't like bitter, bitter stuff, person. but I really enjoy that. Like, it's, I feel like it's kind of, like, refreshing, honestly. Like, it's really, really good. Yeah. When I go to Mexican food places, my go-tos are either, like, a super loaded burrito. Like, we have this one place in town that puts french fries in them sometimes those are so good it is if they cook the fries right because they're like the frozen like like wavy fries and if you don't cook them right they taste like they've been frozen yeah so sometimes i'll get like a chile relleno instead just drenched in sauce Uh i love it but man i fucking love it 
Um, okay, so getting into our topics. Wait, I have a question for you, actually. What's up? So I was thinking about this when I was in the shower the other day. I was kind of like just, I don't know, thinking kind of like spooky, or like, they're not spooky, but like questions that I could like, I guess like out of pocket questions that I could ask you. I'm so glad you think of me in the shower. <laughs> you are so clean. Don't even put me on the spot right now. Okay, I'm asking you the question. I titled it the question of the day, but okay. I think I want to have a different title for it. But okay. the question is, do you think you could mentally handle being human centipeded? Like, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Do you think you can, but like the first, not like the second or third one where it's like a fucking huge row of people. Like the first one where it's just the three girls. Do you think you can mentally handle going through that and then like surviving if, because I know that they don't survive, but like, you know what I mean? Like if they did, do you think you can handle it? No, no. I think I'd be the first one to off myself because that. I would never want to do that. I don't know if you, I mean, obviously I know you watch Markiplier. Mm-hmm. He's played a game called Plug and Play. What the fuck is that? And it's literally like human centipede, <gasps> but it's Ew, people yeah. with like plugs as heads. So when they go, they plug into each other. <laughs> My body physically recoiled to the thought of that. But like. Thinking about, like, being human centipede with, like, three people just in general. Maybe two people I could be fine with. But, like, just me and, like, some other person, whatever. But three people, like, going through, like, a maze being tied together or something like that with three people is hard enough. Mm -hmm. I would not want to be human centipede where I'm, like, having to do wide turns because I got, like, two people up my ass or something. I could never. uh Uh-uh. Um, I was talking to Alex about it, and he said that it would depend on the position he was in within <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I, I agree with that. If I, yeah. first, if I was a leader where just, like, with my ass, I'd be like, okay, like, this kind of sucks. I'm gonna, like, when the healing is going to suck, obviously, but at yeah. least it's my ass. Yeah. If you're the middle girl, I'm offing myself. If I'm the last girl, I may think about it because it's just, like, you know what I mean? But also, it is, like, her face. You know what I mean? Like, well, I just uh, being the end, I feel like would suck anyways because you're getting all that. Well, not only that, but like roller coasters and stuff like that, for example, mm-hmm. when you're on the end, you're getting whipped around like shit. Like, like having the main person like walk around and you're just like, sorry, I'm on the other side now. Like, I would not want to deal with that. Like, uh-uh. Where are we going? Like screaming at each other everywhere. You can't even scream anything. Like you're Oh, that's right. Yeah. Your mouth is so someone else is behind. No, ew. Uh uh. And just like when you're found and then like you're, you know, pulled apart by the doctors, I honestly be like, there's don't like because like what can with having the I don't know what if he like did any um actually I think he did. He did do like uh surgeries like within like to like make the like you know what I mean like the like the esophaguses or whatever of the people kind of like you know what I mean I don't like that like he he's made it to where it could like I guess like the poo could flow directly from one end to the other without I guess like blockages like okay question but is I don't it know how he did, but like I but like the picture he showed was like the humans were connected and like within the bodies the esophagus or like they're like in, their intestines. 
like goes from each body to the other like within one cohesive like movement like a snake kind of wait okay so is it so is it the first person eats the food yeah. and it slowly works its way down to the last person and then gets digested? Or is it the first person eats the food, shits it out, and then it maneuvers? Yep. Oh my god, no! The ladder queen no, no, is no, always no, the ladder. No, no. Yeah, so I the last that. person you're getting digested food from two previous people, but also you're just intake... Oh my god, we're so... I think you're just intaking, like, because you're just intaking, like, species like mm-hmm. the infection like you I think your mouth would honestly would be like completely like maimed at that point you Ew, know then I mean? yeah no I definitely want to be the first person and not like, the last person that's gonna get fucking death because uh-huh. no matter what because I'm getting feces thrown into my mouth and you have these fresh wounds that he just so like he yeah sewed your- like the infection and the game green and like oh, oh, I can't no. <laughs> I if that was not the first girl I'm thinking I would definitely have to be me. Angel of Mercy. Oh my gosh, no. Take I me could out. Not. Um okay, so on that note. A lighter note, maybe. What are some goals that you would have for our podcast? Like what are some things that you were hoping to achieve or get better on? I feel like I'm being interviewed for a job that I necessarily <laughs> didn't. I mean, it technically would be our job eventually, I would hope. But you're making me nervy in my own living room. Queen. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I didn't okay. mean to make you nervy. No, I don't know what I expect. I mean, I guess I would kind of, I don't know. Honestly, I'm just kind of like taking it as it is and enjoying it as it is and kind of like enjoying the fact that since we have a podcast now it forces you to come over to my house like once a week so now we like have to be friends forever <laughs> so that's what i'm kind of expecting out of it i mean Friendship. We, we got matching tattoos so i would hope we stay best friends for a and while and now we have a business together yeah. so if you leave me yeah. i'm taking you down i know i don't need to be sued i, think I will I'm good i will not be ghosted again uh, yeah <laughs> i think i'm okay we would not do that again i can't my poor friend so I think my goal is maybe to get like better quality mics, like maybe be the. I love my goal compared to your goal. Mine's friendship, and yours is like, yeah, we need new, better equipment. This fucking shit sucks. I mean, I already know deep down in my heart that this friendship is gonna Correct. last. So facts. I just fighting. It's okay. Me too. Just with some topics, but I get it. But like, I think like better mics mm-hmm. would be like our first, our first goal. Definitely. But, um, I don't know. I feel like with, like, the listeners and stuff like that, I think it'd be cool to hear, like, what they they want from us, obviously, yes. like, in, in the comments, whether it be, like, stories that they have of their own or anything like that. I would that. love to get personal, like, ghost stories or, like, alien encounters or just, like, spooky stories that people have because, like, ooh, we could do a whole episode, like, I don't know, every five episodes or something like that do like um listeners stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. and shout them out yeah speaking of shout outs i want to shout out robert because he's been a big supporter and my mom <laughs> she's like sharing it on facebook i and, love that yeah my parents haven't done anything i don't think they really love me oh but I'm it's okay <laughs> i mean you, you You've been adopted into the family, I know, so I mean, technically, you are a family. We found that out. Yeah, so that whole mathematics. 
when we were at work one day because we have eight hours. Yeah. I mean, and then um, I'm going to shout out my cousin Chris for really allowing me to have the spooky interactions that I had as a kid that got me into this. What do you mean? So I guess that'll kind of segue into my story. Oh, I love that. So as kids, I would go over to my aunt's house Mm -hmm. like almost every weekend, like always begging to go over to my aunt's house. And the house that they lived in at the time had like a huge hallway and there were light switches on both ends of the hallway. And my cousin's bedroom was smack dab at the end. Oh, man. And if you hit the light, you can't see anything down at the end. So I knew he was watching me or doing something. So it it was just kind of really scary. I think we all traumatized each other a little bit in that, like, in that way of, like, trying to scare the crap out of each other yeah. every once in a while. Um, but... So on the topic of like watching um like someone I've always felt like I've been watched like it's kind of weird to explain and I don't think I've told my parents but now you know um <laughs> surprise <laughs> like he's been watched but I've always felt like some kind of presence and it wasn't un- up until like recently well, not that recent, like three years ago when we moved into this apartment that I have now, mm-hmm. um, that it's actually gone away because I've just been really spiritually in touch and like using like sage and stuff like that. Yeah. And every time I feel it come back, I sage the apartment, but it like never fully goes away. Uh-huh. So this creepy pasta story. I'm going to preface this now. This is not a real creature. This is not a real creature. Okay, but still going to see me nightmares. His name is The Slenderman, but his name is other known as Slenderman. I am so excited. I have, I know about him, but I don't know, like, you know, like, yeah, his story and shit. I just know that he's a creepy fucking tall guy yeah. that roams the woods. So I first found out about him, um through tumblr um and it was photos of him stalking people that's cute so to give you an idea of what he looks like Mm -hmm. he's tall Mm -hmm. slender um he wears a tuxedo and he's bright white like his face and his hands are bright white Mm -hmm. but he doesn't have a face okay he has like all the indentations where his like eyes and his mouth yeah it makes me uncomfortable and stuff should be but n- no like actual features um and if you look at him he also has tentacles that come out of his back wait a minute i did not know that yeah that's disgusting yeah where do those come from um i don't i don't know they just come out of his back apparently i don't I don't know exactly, like, where they came from. Um, If you pull up the visual on Instagram, I think it has the tentacles, tentacles, but I don't think it's that obvious. I think it it does, actually. I'm not really sure. And I I don't know quite how many, like, tentacles he has, but I found out about him through um, 
Tumblr and he became super, super widespread. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read you his story and then I'll give you a little bit more info. So after waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in a bed a few seconds longer. Reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp, she tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away, but she couldn't. The brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight, the witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen because a good cup of coffee on her mind sounded great. Always. (laughs) As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. It's only winter, she told herself, focusing again on the coffee plan. Measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup, she kept herself occupied. But as the dark liquid boiled, she had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. With her cup in hand, she started back towards the bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out the peephole would help calm her mind. That never helps calm I know. Mind. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the front door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the people. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl in itself. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow making the thing more nightmarish to her. Yeah. Which, I mean, when people wear suits, they kind of look nicer. But this is not happening. This is not making you look nice. No, she's she's frightened by a well-dressed man. Yeah. <laughs> I know, a tuxedo. The icing on the proverbial cake, however, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage to spare itself further shock and horror. She shoved herself away from the door with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew somehow that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab walked away from the door, she... Yeah, like, I don't understand, I don't understand, like, why in scary movies or something, they don't get up and run. They sit there and crawl on the floor. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, is this the girl? 
crab walking away? Or yes, this him? is the girl crab walking away from the door. Why is she crab? Crab walking is the backwards thing. Because right? she she so she spilt her coffee. Uh huh. And she fell backwards. And so she decided to lift her body up and, and crab walk <laughs> instead of getting up and run. Okay. Um. I mean, different methods. Her fight or flight definitely was not working that yeah, day. Yeah, fight was definitely not in her favor. <laughs> no. <laughs> she watched as Trindles, as black as the void, she first saw Snake around through the cracks. The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the front door. I get that. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her, and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creak open. Mm. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. Oh. After that, there was only blackness. Nicole? A warm male voice snapped the woman out of her trance. She turned around. She was met by one of her sister's doctors. She nodded, not sure if she, could, if she should say anything or even if she could find her voice if she did say something. That morning, she had gotten an urgent phone call from the hospital saying that her sister Lindsay was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctors had pulled her off the side and insisted, or pulled her off to the side mm -hmm. and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault had been thrown around and Nicole felt her mind reel. She still hadn't fully understood what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said it was to keep her now deadened eyes from drying out and to try to keep infection out what? of the wounds Lindsay had made to her ears. The doctors had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them Ooh. to keep her off balance or to deafen herself against something. There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to, to be the coffee her neighbors found slipped all over the entry of her apartment. As Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room for the first time, she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window. <gasps> that she knew was impossible. Her sister's room was on the third story of the hospital. And that's the end of the story. So the girl in the hospital was the one that was the girl that had the coffee and all that and like ran her. <gasps> so her eye. Oh my god. So when I first found out about Slenderman. It was on Tumblr and I found this video game um on a computer, a computer video game. Mm -hmm. And I played it with a friend from school. Mm -hmm. And we would play it all the time in the dark and freak ourselves out. 
So the way that Slenderman works is he stalks you. Oh, funny. He will see you on the street. You'll see him under a lamp. It's always an ominous, like, little lamp that he's standing under. If, or you're playing on a playground and he's at the edge of the woods staring back at you. The only thing is, is that if you make eye contact with Slenderman, you hear this horrible wailing wah noise, like you and he gets you. Jesus, you'll I see his tentacles. Everything. It it's so spooky. Um, so people on Tumblr got really, 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 really good at editing photos to make it look like Slenderman was real, which mm-hmm. I'm going to show you three of them now. Uh. So he's standing behind a group of kids, stalking them as they walk out of school, I'm assuming. Oh. You can see him in a tree, or next to the trees, stalking the children on the playground. This one's less believable, but... With his it's little creepy. his little friend, you know, um, but these edits were so 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 good mm-hmm. that there was actually quite a few different things that happened in real life pertaining to Slenderman because these people thought he was real or made him, like, seem real. Yeah. Okay, so before I get into the stories about real-life occurrences that has to do with Slenderman and how he really influenced people, um, for anybody who wants to see the visuals of Slenderman stalking and stuff like that, it'll be on our social media. They're very creepy. I agree. He's like in a distance. It looks playground. It's not okay. Well, when we first, when it first came out, I was really, really scared because I, like, like I said at the beginning, had a feeling of somebody watching me. Mm-hmm. Being so young and being influenced by this did not help because it made it worse. And like well, being definitely. outside, and I'm just like looking around, like at the lamp post or something outside. Like and, you had on a fucking switch. Oh my gosh, no. But this actually affected people in so much worse ways. Um, There was an incident in 2014 um, of two 12-year-old girls from Wisconsin who took a classmate out to the woods and stabbed her 19 times. That's ridiculous. I don't know how she survived. I mean, I really do. I know because it tells us. Mm -hmm. But, like... 19 times what the fuck but she she crawled out Uh to a street and a cyclist had found her apparently thank god they were outside there yes what a good day to be um cycling cycling. hopefully it was a nice night besides the you know the the kid that almost got murdered i feel so bad they went home and they had a good rest of their night yeah um Unfortunately, though, the two girls didn't get prosecuted until, like, 2018. 
um, which is really shitty because mm-hmm. one of them actually didn't go to jail. They completely avoided jail time. The other one did not. The other one mm-hmm. did go to prison. But this one in particular, I mean, I guess a psych ward is kind of like a jail in some way. Mm. Um, she did end up getting put into a mental hospital okay, um, for 40 years. So at least, get at least you know, something happened. Yeah, she wasn't just like out in society. Yeah, but these aren't the only incidences. Um... A 14-year-old girl actually, allegedly, it says, um, set her family's house on fire while her mother and her 9-year-old brother were inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. Arsonist. Hashtag arsonist. Um, fucking crazy. It doesn't say whether or not they escaped or not, and I feel really bad because I would love to know that information. If the listeners find that, please let me know. Oh I really hope the nine-year-old boy and her mother are okay. But um, the police said that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slenderman oh. as well as the Atsushi Akubo's manga Soul Eater. I don't know how that pertains to this, I've read and watched Soul Eater, and it's a pretty damn good anime yeah, and manga. I've never seen so it. people should go actually watch that. <laughs> um, but there were, yeah. I mean, there isn't bad things in Soul Eater. What the heck? I'm just saying. I've never seen Soul Eater. I have no idea what's in it. But during, there was more, unfortunately. Mm. 2015, there was an epidemic of suicide attempts by young people ages from 12 to 24. That's crazy. I didn't know about that. Yeah. This was all on Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. (gasps) Yeah. I didn't know it was just one location, but when I started reading about it more, it was just one location. I wonder what was happening. People really need to monitor their kids' shit more. No. Like. usage, I agree. Phones and stuff like that, cool. Mm-hmm. Touch screen phones for kids that have access to internet? I don't think so. And like at the time, like the at the what's it called website that they were on Tumblr was not a site for children. Like it was even banned, or like there was like some kind of like um explicit like warning put on the the app at one point because it was like so full of like porn that they like had to basically like ban a lot of accounts or like the fuck why i turned into a western person and now you got a twitter for that <laughs> no literally but it's like it just it just was not a place for children to be because like the fact that it was so full of like stuff like that plus just like other really not um child viewing safe material i just don't understand it used to be so cool and i loved it and i miss it. it but yes people ruin everything yeah. eventually um, there are two films. One of them actually did really good. Okay. Um, it grossed several times its 10 million budget. Damn. 10 million budget worldwide. Um, this one came out in 2018, and it's the film called Slenderman. No, I have not seen that. I don't know either. And have you seen it? No, and they're going to kill me. I mean, why would I do a topic like this and not have watched it? I'm sorry, guys. I was going um, to, and I just didn't have time. This is also our first episode. 
please be gentle with us. Give us like <laughs> two more before you unsubscribe because we're getting used to these damn mics too. Yeah, suggestions are helpful. Please leave comments. Please submit um, emails to bestgoals23 at gmail.com. Please, or click the link tree and follow the links to social medias to leave comments, please. Comments are concerns. I'm sure the pod be lots of concerns. <laughs> concerns for our mental health. <laughs> like, why are they doing this? Um, like I said earlier, it's people's opinions. Um, there was a documentary. Um, it was called Beware the Slender Man. Okay. Um, it was released on HBO Films, but I don't know if it's still on there. It was officially broadcasted on HBO on January 23rd, 2016. Damn, maybe I should watch those after you leave. Actually, no, I don't want to click this. Um, I might watch them tonight. Really? So if you want to FaceTime me while I, while we watch them together. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, sweet. I'm so psyched for that. That'll be so fun. We apologize for not watching these earlier, but you get what yeah. you get. But I mean, I did my research, okay, guys? And it's very good. Yes, I know. So, I guess that kind of segues into your topic. Murders? <laughs> okay. Attempted homicides? No. Mine are, unfortunately, murders. Oh, no? Mm-hmm. So... Okay, earlier I said it was the Wednesday murders. Okay. Actually, the Wednesday strangler. So that was my bad. They're different? Are they different? Do we know? I mean, it just, it was just me not knowing. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fine. That's totally fine. I don't know what I was um, researching 1,000 percent Oh, okay. That's fine. But it's the Wednesday strangler, and it is unfortunately still resolved. Unsolved? Um. Mm-hmm. I'm really nervous. It's okay. It's our first podcast. I know. You need to edit these parts out. The I'm nervous one? Yeah. Oh, but I like them. Oh it gives us it gives us character. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I mean if you really want me to take no, them out. No, I can't. I know you'll you'll edit me in a beautiful way. Thank yes, you, Queen. Of course. So these murders, um, they actually took place in Japan and it started in nineteen seventy five. Okay. So, um, a lot of sources that I was looking at, it was really hard to kind of find info because of the language barrier, and there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, translated articles that I could really find. Okay. So, trying to kind of go off of, like, the few articles that I could find, and I did, while I was doing my researching, find out that during the time of the murders, I guess the, like, geographical layout of Japan was different. I guess, like, in 2016, um, like, some towns that it had happened in, like, merged to one town as, like, what I was understanding from what it was, like, saying. Okay. So, the murders all happened within um, 20 kilometers of each other or, like, 12 miles, you know, in mm-hmm. American. Um, thank you for converting <laughs> that because I would have not. No, literally not have known. I would have been I'd like, be like yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, thank you. No, it was 12 miles, but, um. So I guess since everything merged, those would be technically like closer locations now. But at the time when this took place and this started happening in 1975, all the murders were about um, 12 miles apart. Okay. And it was in the the Saga Prefect of Japan. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. I'm trying really hard to make sure that I get all the pronunciations and like the names right because I don't want to have any disrespect at all. So this starts um, the summer of 1975 when 12-year-old Tomiko 
Yamazaki. Uh, she was a girl in her first year of middle school. A lot of resources actually referred to the victims as like letters, like Y, H, A, and a lot of them didn't have their names at all. So I was able to find one YouTube video that had where actually where I got a lot of my info from and okay. it had the actual names of the victims and it's um the YouTuber was Kyoto Robato. It's K-Y-O-T-O-R-O-B-A-T-O on YouTube. Very well put video and he had all the names of the victims and a lot more info. Oh, that's nice. So I was able to like actually yeah. follow along pretty well with that. But anyway, Kamiko, she went so there is okay, again. For her, there's a few different stories I found with um I guess how she was abducted. The first one I found was that she was on her way home from what's it called? From her first day of school when she went missing, like near a phone booth, I mm-hmm. guess. And I guess she was seen like getting into a car with a man, a witness had said. But I also found another resource or another source that had said that she was home alone because I guess her mother worked um uh late. So she wouldn't stay home like by herself very often. Mm-hmm. But this one time her mother um had, you know, trusted, you know, you're old enough, you're 12, you can, you know, I trust you. So she let her stay home alone. And when her mom came home from work that night, um, I guess Tomiko was gone. There were no signs of any struggle. Her shoes were at the door. Um, there were no footprints or any fingerprints that were found on the scene when she was um, reported missing the next day. So they like, like fingerprints from somebody else. That's weird. Yeah, there was like there was like nothing. Like That's it was like nothing crazy. found at all within the home. And then so she went missing in August of 1975, and she was reported missing. They did all the search, and they couldn't find her. So there was nothing at all for five years until 1980, when a another girl was taken from her home. She was a 19-year-old Rizuko Hiakate. I don't know how to say it. I'm so sorry. But Rizuko, she was taken as well from her home. And the thing about, so I guess the reason why it's called the Wednesday Strangler is because each victim was taken on a Wednesday, except for Rizuko. She was taken on a Saturday, but the, um, oh, fuck, I forgot where it was. Oh, yeah. So, Rizuko was the only victim that was not taken on a Wednesday. She was taken on a Saturday, and her home was found exactly the way that Tomiko's home was found. After her disappearance, her father did receive two letters um, one stating, your daughter isn't coming back, and then the other stating, suffer. So, what is notable about these letters, though, is that they were written in a way that you would have written, or, like, you would have, um, you know, yeah, you would have written in before 1944, I guess, because after that, they had changed the, like, the, some of the lettering in the alphabet, so, like, the way that they're written, they're, um, written differently and so it was just weird that within these letters it had the sentence styling was you know from 1944 or like before Mm -hmm. so after these letters the family also received a phone call that said um don't appear on a missing tv program and then another one also saying don't show Rizuko's photos to the media and when asked about it, the dad said that the caller on the other end sounded like a young man, 
but that he didn't like really recognize who it was but that still makes me feel like they possibly weren't looking hard enough uh-huh. because if the, if he was so worried about people about them like posting pictures of her online mm-hmm. it makes me feel like she had been around like walking around mm-hmm. in the streets with him yeah to the point where she could have been recognized if they did release the photos. Yeah. So. No, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, like, it didn't also didn't work out in his favor because his family said, fuck you, and released her photo. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, um, two months later, um, Rizuko will be, um, her body is found, sorry, in a septic tank near a middle school. And it's unclear, really, if it's, the same tank, but I am, I guess, also three days after Arazuka was found, Kamako's body was also found in a septic tank near a school. Their, um, their bodies were found when they were doing, like, a, a cleaning of the septic tank for the new school year or something like that. I wonder why he kept the first one's body up until that point. For like, five fucking years? Yeah, well, no, not only even that, but, like, up until the point that he decided to dump the other girl uh-huh like i feel like you would dump before you snatch another one you know yeah my theory was kind of what if they were taken by two different people like what if rizuko was taken by someone and they dumped her body and then the person that had Kamiko was like oh shit maybe i can dump her in a similar manner and they'll um like think that she was killed by the same person the other girl was killed by but like i know that i didn't kill her so they won't ever be able to you know like put me in the you know what i mean okay because tomiko was very she was skeleton she was like a, just a whole skeleton you know mm-hmm. she, there was no nothing they um could barely even tell the way she was killed because they had to like look for like marks and if there were any like ligatures or like any like you know like a, what's the word um contusions to the skeleton or okay. any, like you know like breaking or any like knife marks or bullet you know they're looking for any means of like manner of death on the skeleton and they couldn't find any so they which concluded them that it had to have been like asphyxiation you know she had been suffocated yeah or strangled in some way weird question though like mm-hmm. you don't have to do you really have to cut that deep in order to die i mean i guess when you do cut someone there will most of the time be like a little like like a nick on uh, on some kind of bone because if you're gonna cut especially like if you're gonna stab someone like, well i guess if you're not careful about it obviously yeah, yeah i mean like unless like you i guess have medical knowledge and like you can be more yeah you know, precise or you know to try to like i guess throw off investigators but from what they were seeing like it was just kind of like some quote-unquote amateur okay and there were no yeah marks on our skeleton so both of those girls were found in 1980 in 81 um, a 27-year-old woman named Shizuko Ikigami. She worked at a nearby factory, which is about um, a few minutes from her home. So on the morning of October 7th, she was going to work like usual, and she had to punch out around 5 p.m. for the day. And after she punched out, she decided to go do a little shopping, you know, have a little girl's day, um, which is where she is seen by some other co-workers who are also having a cute little girl's day. They um, told police that when they saw her, though, that it looked like she was talking to a man, like, in a reddish-brown car. 
and she was like holding her bags and everything. She's, I guess she was like standing outside of, outside of a store and yeah. holding her bags. And she was on the street. She was like talking to him through his like window, his passenger side window. I mean, I love a good girl's day, but fuck that dude for ruining it. For <laughs> I'm fucking saying. Unfortunately, though, she was found two weeks later. She was Aww. strangled with an electrical cord that was left at the scene. Um, she was found in a vacant lot. And I'm assuming really no prints sad. on that either. No prints or nothing, but she was also not sexually assaulted, which is like the first two girls were also yeah. not sexually assaulted. Okay, that, I guess that's a it's, plus. You have to look for, I guess, a silver lining somewhere. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Um, in 1982, a few months later in February, an 11-year-old girl who I could not find her name in any resources, they just referred to her as A. She was walking home from school on a um, <clears throat> Wednesday afternoon, and she was unfortunately uh, strangled. Her body was left on the ground, so she was on her way home, killed, and left there, and someone on the way to school the next day ran to her body on the way to school. Hmm. Traumatizing and fucking horrible. Yeah. A was found with her stockings around her neck and she was unclothed and from what i can tell she is the only victim that was sexually assaulted no yes. poor baby and, what makes, the fuck and is she's the youngest victim and it just makes me so <laughs> makes me very mad makes I can my punch skin someone. crawl like i, really punch f- I don't understand what's wrong with people like, i don't get it i don't i don't get the whole mindset like it's so disgusting <sighs> it makes me so so after a is found people were asked about anything unusual in the area if they saw anything you know leading up to her death and stuff um i guess some witnesses did say that there was a creepy guy in a white car around the area around her school and stuff like that just like parked there or driving or just like they saw the same white car and i guess there was one time a witness said that he saw the guy in the white car trying to like coerce some other kids into his car kind of like waving them over to his like car but the kids were like mm-hmm. uh stranger danger and they like ran away yeah them. for real stranger danger kids no fucking way Anyone, don't approach danger. anybody's car never i know we're an 18 and plus fucking mm-hmm. podcast but stranger danger Everyone. all of you need to teach your kids nieces nephews cousins anybody and everybody stranger danger scream and run as fast as you can mm-hmm. jesus Bad. but as we will learn with this story, it is unfortunately, or I mean, I guess not. It's just, ugh, it's not just children that need to be weary of their surroundings. Well, yeah, people everybody are needs to. Disgusting, and think that they're entitled to someone else's life mm, makes me so mad. But thanks to these witnesses, though, a rough sketch of the um, creeper was released to the public. So that was a plus. Okay, and I think that he got a little spooked by this sketch because. After this was released, the murders stopped. Like, there's nothing. Like, there are no bodies found. No one gets abducted. Nothing. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. For now. Oh. Oh, no. Um, so, five years later, in uh, 87, Kimiko Fujisi. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. She was a 48-year-old woman who was living in Tokyo at the time. She worked um, about five minutes from her home in a little restaurant. I guess she also had a... Another part-time or another, like, I guess maybe full-time job. She worked two jobs. Okay. But she had one job at the restaurant, another job at this kind of, like, bar type of club thingy where she would, where people would just go to, like, sing, have, like, carry, or, like, uh, what's, yeah, like, sing. There'd be, like, music. They would drink. Just, you know, just have a good old time. Yeah. They'd just be there to have Hard-working fun. girly. Yeah. 
So she did those two jobs. And um, unfortunately, she had to work two jobs because her husband was sick with heart disease. So he couldn't, he couldn't help. He yeah. couldn't take care of, you know, help with the family needs and stuff. So she was working two jobs to support her husband and her two kids as well. But working these two jobs kind of kept her out all day long. So she would be gone from early morning for one job. And then the bar kept her out late at night for, you know, that to finish that job. Yeah. So she'd be gone basically all day. But one of these days, so on July 8th, she only had to work her first job. So she went to her first job and then she got off and decided to go to her second job, but to be a customer, to go okay. have fun. Because I guess yeah. it, was like, it was like the only like real like bar, you know, area in the or bar type of club in the area. So she wanted us to go have fun with some friends. So she invited a coworker to go have a drink and dance, you know, live her best life. Everybody needs a pick me up sometimes. For real. And she's like taking care of her entire family by herself, working two jobs. Yeah. Like she's trying to like pour from a cup that's probably bone dry at this point. She needs to fill that back up, give herself that love, which is what she's doing. And I'm so proud of her. Yeah, but especially like, at the age that she is. Like that's so cool. Almost like, 50 to just years be, old. Yeah. That's good. I'm just like, makes me so mad that she was having such a good day before this. She goes to the club with her friend. And after the club, Simiko wanted to go to a nearby restaurant and to get something to eat with her friend. But I guess her friend had to take the train ride home and she didn't want to miss the last train out of town. Mm -hmm. So she told her, sorry, you know, I can't miss my train. I have to go. So Simiko had told her friend, well, I won't go either. So with them both deciding not to go to the restaurant, they parted their ways. And that was unfortunately the last time Simiko was seen alive. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what we have on her at this time that's so sad though not only the fact that she obviously got murdered but the fact that she was providing for her entire family and now she's gone what the fuck are they gonna do you know like and i and the um the the husband the sick husband was he like reported her missing and like he was just like you know, like, what am I, like, my wife, you know, like, my wife is gone, and I my, yeah. my poor, I have these two, he can't even take care of us, you know, he has to take care of himself, Ugh. it just makes me so fucking mad, like, the domino effect of lives that this had upon with, you know, he, like, yes, he took, these women lost their lives, but the domino effect they had on their families as well, it's, like, just so sad, yeah. the amount of people that were affected by this one fucked up person's actions that thought, thought that he had the right to do, and it's, <laughs> makes me so mad so a little over a year later in 1988 kiyomi nakajima uh, she was a 50 year old housewife from kitagata she was i guess like super active with her grandkids and she was in a local volleyball club with other little housewives oh i know isn't it so cute and they would like get together and have like practices once a week cute yeah. little granny with sweatbands yes! on and shit that's so cute and they would have little tournaments with um like the other like little local teams like mm-hmm so fucking cute it makes me think of like <laughs> kind of makes me wonder because you know i know it's weird but tennis players and like volleyball players they make like fucking noises when they hit their balls could yeah. you imagine just a little old lady groaning as she like hits her volleyball that's hella funny i know so freaking cute but she was um i guess really active in this local club active you know with her grandkids she's just a cute little weird living her life so she was on her way to um, volleyball practice on, oh, in early December on a Wednesday. So it was December 7th when she was on her way to practice, and she unfortunately never made it there. Her family um, had called when she never returned home. They called her, her friends and was like, hey, you know, have you 
um, seen Kiyomi, she hasn't returned home. Like, she showed up to practice. Not the old and, lady. I know. And they um, told him, you know, um, no, we didn't see her at practice today. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. We thought maybe she was just sick because she didn't show up. Yeah. So the husband then called the police. They filed the missing person report. And a week after um, Kiyomi's disappearance, actually, the husband received um, a really strange phone call. So the phone call was never released to the public itself, but we do have its transcript, and it goes as so. So the husband answers the phone and says, hello, this is Nakajima. The caller says, looks like your wife was found. Husband says, what? The caller says, good, right? Husband says, where on earth was she found? The caller says, poor Jackie Gomo, right? Uh, the husband says, who are you? And the caller says, someone you know, and he hangs up. That's not okay. That's furious fuck. Proceeds yeah. to be like, oh, someone you know, and hangs up. Excuse me? Like, no. And then I guess the husband didn't recognize the voice, though. But, like, something like that, like, especially when they're like, oh, somebody you know, makes me feel like these women weren't just abducted out of nowhere. Yeah. We might not know that much information, uh-huh. but it could be possible that they had, like, talk to them in person mm-hmm. beforehand or like have met them beforehand because yeah. there are so many cases like that where like you pass a stranger like on like i mean you have, like a brief interaction with a stranger and to them it means so much to where they go and they stalk you and they like connect you know to whatever in their sick person mind they create some kind of relationship with you but yeah, to you creepy. it was just some passing moment you know what i mean so yeah. you don't think about that person ever again so like when it's brought up, like, oh, do you remember who was acting weird? You're kind of just like, mm, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to pick out something like that mm-hmm. when you're not looking for it. But I feel like it's not even just, like, people acting weird, though. Because, like, sometimes there are no, like, tells or anything like yeah. that. It's, no, like, definitely. their own, like, personal fantasy. Exactly. Which is really creepy to think about. Like, you have, like, a mini shrine of yourself in somebody's house or, like, their closet or something. Yeah. Mm. And you never know who someone is. Like, you never know who someone is behind their mask. So, during this call, when the caller referred to the location that she was found on as Yakigomi, I think I said it wrong earlier, but it's Yakigomi. I guess that's a local name for, like, a little mountain spot near this, like, open field that, like, a lot of locals, like, go hang out at. And so they... You know, they call it, uh, the, the locals call it Yakigomi, but it's not, like, known that around, like, okay. to, yeah. like, it's, that's, like, not its official name. So you wouldn't know that it's called that unless you were a local there, or you, like, you know, you knew a little bit more about the area. So my theory from earlier may be valid mm-hmm. of, like, him, like, people not actually looking hard enough for these missing girls because he specifically asked for photos not to be shared yeah for maybe. that one reason that is really fucking weird so uh after kiyomi is taken again we are kind of left at that and then in um january 25th in 89 so it's a little bit over a year after kiyomi disappeared a 37 year old woman named tatsude yoshino so she had just divorced her husband um a year earlier in 88 so she worked at a clothing factory, the same factory that Chizuko, the third victim, worked at. Mm-hmm. She was coming home, or she came home from work one day, and she received a, a weird phone call that her family couldn't hear what the caller on the other end was saying. But from Tatsude's response, they thought it was really weird because she kept responding to the caller with like, yes, okay, 
yes, sure, okay, like, she was taking orders from the caller, you know what I mean, and after this call was ended, she, like, immediately hung up, went to her room, changed out of her work outfit, put on, like, a skirt and a shirt, and then she went to leave the house. You said that she received the phone call and mm-hmm. that she works at the same factory as the last one that mm-hmm. we're missing. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe she saw something. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she was one of the girls that went with the last one to, like, go to the club. That's the same person, right? Um, I went to the club earlier. Yeah, the one that um, works in the factory. She also, she went. And that was Sumiko. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Then scratch that. Ignore that. That's still uh, creepy, though. That it, it's No, kind of... Chizuko, she was going shopping. Oh, okay. I still feel like that's kind of, like, really creepy, though. It, he's kind of doing the same thing that he did before. Like, oh, don't... I feel like he's probably being like, oh, don't tell anybody where you're going. Yeah, like, come I may do this. kill your family because of this or blah, blah, blah. Like, that kind of no, thing. No, yeah, definitely. That's kind of, like, what the phone call was sounding like. You know, like, with her responding to, like, what it seemed like she was receiving yeah. orders. So she immediately, you know, changed, went to leave the house. And her family asked her, like, hey, where are you going, you know? She told them that she just got a call from a friend that they need help with the flat tire. And so she went out to go help the friend with the flat tire. But when his witnesses, when asked, had said that they saw her actually getting into a white car with a man. So if you're going to help a a friend with a flat tire, you're taking your own car. You're not going to, like, you know what I mean? Take your car to them to get into their car. To, you know what I mean? So I think the flat tire was obviously, like, an excuse to get out of the house not telling her family where she's going. Mm-hmm. So she went to, quote-unquote, help with the flat tire, and she was never seen alive again after she got into this car with this white man. Oh, this white man. After she got into the white car with this man, yeah. supposedly. So two days later, on January 7th, Takude's body would be found by a couple who were going for a drive near Mountain Forest in Katagata. But alongside Tatsude's body, they also found Sumiko and Kiyomi, the two other older um, women that were taken just before Tatsude was taken. All three of them together? Yes, just laying together. Um, they were just laying there, and I guess their clothing and their, like, whatever they had taken with them, like, that day was just, the day that they went, oh my gosh, yeah. the day that they went missing was just sprawled, like, into the trees and bushes around their, like, around their body. That's um, weird. It's un. It's, uh, what's it called? I'm unsure if they were sexually assaulted. I couldn't really find a definitive yes or no. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if they were sexually assaulted or not. But they, um, were found naked. And they had all their stuff sprawled around them. Just, like, yeah, around. I want to know why they, why if, obviously, I don't know if they checked and they just couldn't find a definitive answer for, uh-huh. like, whether or not they were sexually assaulted but like why would you take their clothes off in the first place if you didn't you know yeah but like throwing them around also makes me feel like he had removed clothing for some specific fucked up reason Mm -hmm. and then when he went to go put them back and possibly like stage them he might have almost gotten caught or seen by somebody yeah so he just like I mean, I don't know how particular these, like, clothes were, like, sprawled out, but, sprawled. like, yeah, like, maybe he was almost caught and, like, threw all their shit and, and then left. ran. Maybe. When the women were found, they can only confirm that Kiyomi and Tatsure were strangled. I guess Sumiko was, I guess it was hard to determine if okay. she was, what's the word, uh, strangled. She was taken in 87, though, and her body was found in 89. 
Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 89. So that is two years later. So, I mean, her body could have been, at this point, fairly decomposed. And I mean, with the state of the other ones, it was more than likely that she was strangled mm -hmm. because the other ones were strangled. Almost definitely, yeah. yeah. So this, um, these three women, like, their murders in particular became known as the Katagata the Kitagata incident mm -hmm. and then in November of 89 so about like almost like a year later yeah. a 26 year old man who was being detained for unrelated crime I guess he was doing a cognitive interview which is like being asked to, oh my gosh which is like being asked oh my goodness open-ended questions that you can't just answer with a simple yes or no like you had to give details and he had to actually like answer with the complete sentence you know what i mean yeah i mean that makes sense so during this interview he had confessed to the murders of the three women who were who became known as the kitagata incident oh perfect yeah um you would think so <laughs> so he confessed but then almost immediately recants he said jk just uh, kidding okay <laughs> he said okay my guy no i didn't do it why would you confess and then take it back? That like he was that confused, weird? I guess, during the interview. They were confusing him and they were asking not cognitive questions. They were kind of like more like asking him like leading questions, like, oh, you did leave these three women in an open field with their surrounded by their clothes, didn't you? Oh. So he's like, oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you get, I feel like when the police are in your face asking questions, I get, I get a little, you know, I'd be yeah, scared too. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I can't like, you know, talk to his state of mind or, you know, whatever. But he confessed and then he recanted because I guess he was getting um, asked confusing questions, which later on, the police did confirm that they were like, yeah, we were a little hard on the guy. We were, we were asking a little bit of confusing questions, like, my bad. What the fuck? My, you have one, you literally have one job. That's so dumb. So that's did, infuriating. So did this guy ever get like, like jail time or prosecuted or anything <sighs> so, because of this after so he recants and then there i found nothing until june of oh two so what is that that's uh, a while yeah that's a long time later it's like what 10 years 13 13 a long time so in oh two a month before the statute of limitations was up so I guess in Japan, they had a statute of limitations for serious capital crimes like murder. So it gave um, suspects or gave, you know, murderers 15 years until they were like off scot-free. So the prosecutors had 15 years to find a suspect and indict them before it was quote unquote ex what, expired. You what? Know? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, let me just fucking kill someone every 15 years until I die, you know, and get Literally, away with it. What you the hell is basically wrong? Basically put at the time. Um, in oh 2010, God. that was changed, but there was a stipulation. I don't know why there was a fucking, like, I don't know who this was for, who you're trying to, like, appease with this fucking stipulation. Yeah. But the stipulation was that if you killed anyone before the thing was changed in, in 2010, that your limitation went from 15 years to 25 years. So if you killed someone in 2010, you no longer have a limitation. So if you're caught in like 40, 50, 60 years, you're caught. But if you killed someone in 2009, you have 25 years. Before that, 
um, crime, quote unquote, expires. I mean, I guess it's a little bit longer, but I still think that's fucking ridiculous. Why would you give them people? Why would you give murderers like the fucking out? Like that's so dumb. It's like it's like trying to appease a customer. Oh, we'll give you this, we'll give you ten percent off or ten percent off. You come back. Let me let me fly my um my frenemy over there real quick and like stab them up and then leave the country real quick. Fucking ridiculous. Anyways, in O two. There was a month before the limitation was up for these murders, and the prosecutors were scrambling. So, um, they were scrambling so hard. They ended up charging a man. I'm not sure where their conclusions came from, but they charged. So I couldn't find if it was the same man from earlier. I literally could not find like names at all, or at least like indicators of they're the same yeah. person. I don't know if it was the same 26-year-old man that confessed from earlier, but a man in 2002 was charged with um, the murder, which is actually, so he was charged in on July 7th, which was six hours before the limitations on the murders were up. So six hours before they were up, the indictment was filed against this man, and his trial began in October of that year. Ultimately, the man was acquitted on all charges because the court had concluded that there was no, that there was inconclusive evidence. Um, police, like I said, did admit later to interrogating him, you know, a little bit harder than others. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? You're saying, like, what's it called? Did admit to, like, not, I guess, they essentially admitted to this being their last ditch effort, you know, to like, well, we were just trying to see what stuck to the wall. Yeah. And it unfortunately didn't. This man was acquitted. And since he was their last ditch effort, the crimes, the murders have now, um, quote unquote, expired. And no one can be held for, no one can be found um, accountable for these crimes. And they will now go unsolved that's crazy and that's really fucked up because even if no one's held to like no one's held accountable those families deserve justice they should at least yeah. know who took those lives they should at least know you know what i mean like yeah it just it makes me that's such a stupid ah, so limitation like to have something like that is mm-hmm. so dumb especially because like now we'll never know exactly who it was we won't know if it was an actual duo of people we won't know if it was him and he just got off scot-free because they were confusing him or or it could have been yeah like you said it could have been a duo and they just weren't looking for a duo because they just weren't doing their fucking jobs right obviously if they're at the end saying oh yeah we kind of just kind of like throw pasta at the wall and saw what that's so stupid. You have one job. Catch the criminal. How are you gonna... What the fuck are you doing over there? Oh like, my god. Piss me off. It literally gives me... It fills me with so much, like, anger. I can feel, like, my body, like, radiating heat from, like, how mad. Because, like, oh yeah. Just, ah, this poor girl. And just... Mm, makes me so mad. It's fucking crazy. Yep. But that is, um, a story that I told. Um, not, not a, not a great one, but it was a story and it, like you said earlier, today's Wednesday. So today is in memory of these seven lives that were taken 
Yeah. And this is, you know, for them. Um, Rest in peace, queens. Moral of the story, um, stranger danger. Don't talk to anyone. Honestly, um, just be an asshole. Keep to yourself. The people are just fucking... People yeah. obviously don't care about... Especially the creeps well-being. that are just fucking staring all the time or trying mm-hmm. to get something. Oh my god, I hate that. It makes me sick. I'm gonna be like, what are you looking at? Kind of like bark in their face. I do want to hear more of these stories. I really look yes, forward please. to our next podcast and more of your your topics. Thanks, um, friend. I'll try. But I, I would also really, really love to hear some that are our listeners have, yes. whether it be personal stories of Ghosts. like paranormal or um, true crime or true whatever. Crime that, Any- they know of any fucked up thing you experience that you want to share with the world or at least with us two on my couch then we can definitely share that experience together um in order to share that you can either go to our social medias Mm -hmm. which will be in the link tree or anything like super long actually just use the email yeah go ahead and, and send us a email on the best ghouls 23 at gmail.com account for those super long ones mm-hmm. and then shorter ones you can do it either or um social media or the email yes and we will have a dedicated whole um episode just based off of your your suggestions that would be so fun to do to be able to like do that like once a month or something just like tell you guys stories that you guys send in to us just so we can like I don't know give that back that'd be kind of fun to also hear you guys' like stories and like what you guys have experienced because personally I haven't experienced really anything like spooky so I love when other people experience stuff and they share it with me I can like live like oh I got some good ones oh my goodness but um not only like share your own stories but like if you have topics that you oh yeah you want us to cover or anything like that or things that you would like to things that you would like us to do throughout the podcast just let us know and any comments or concerns you know if you have concerns so look Please let us know. This is no, the first keep, episode. Keep, keep so the concerns to yourself. I mean, I would like to know if I'm doing anything <laughs> wrong. But we are sensitive. So please just be gentle. <laughs> I think I think this first episode was it was pretty much a, a success. I mean, just at least part. give us a few. I mean, it was pretty good. But I mean, at least give us a few more episodes to like get a handle of things before you guys subscribe or unsubscribe if you're going to. Yeah. I promise. We'll figure it out. Well, so that's been Spooky Storytime with your best fools. We hope to see you spawnlings back for another episode. Bye.